0: So when the news came in through yesterday, uh, confirmation from the Council for Medical Schemes uh, saying that, yes, their chairperson, Dr. Clarence Amini, had passed on from the COVID-19 complications. I think my, my own body froze because I had met him before and I cannot tell you how much how smart, number one, the the man was, and number two, what was quite impressive for me as a professional, as a medical profession, is that he had that beautiful, unique combination of smarts and compassion, and everybody who I have spoken to who knew him closely, I didn't know him closely, um, I just saw that, observed that myself at a professional space, but Everybody who knew him closely said, it's exactly the man that we're referring to. Everybody's heart was bleeding yesterday. And my heart goes out to the Council for Medical Schemes because everybody says, no, we haven't lost a chairperson. We've lost a mentor. We've lost a father. The medical profession has lost a a man with integrity, a man who devoted himself to healing this nation. Lots of his career accolades come from the fact that he did a lot for HIV. HIV and AIDS at a time when he could have just gone into private practice and become very lucrative. But really, there are so many things that point to the kind of gentleman he was and how much he devoted himself to this country. My guest is going to at least attempt, I hope she's she's she's, she's okay to do this. But um, Grace Causa is a General Manager for Stakeholder Relations at Council for Medical Schemes. It still pains me, Grace. I hope you're okay. Good afternoon and condolences.
1: Thank you, ma'am. Thank you very much.
0: How is everybody holding up?
1: Yeah, it's, um, it's probably the most difficult phase that we've gone through of latest, the Council for Medical Skins. The sad reality is it also reminds us of another loss um, of our former CEO, Dr. Humphries or mm. and both of these gentlemen were good friends and um, literally transformative leaders in mm. the industry, so It somehow brings quite sad memories, to be honest. And just to reflect on their journey, both of them embarked on a journey that really didn't reward them any commercial benefits or anything like that. But they were driven by the passion that you can play a significant role in the public sector.
0: I mean, for those who don't know, this is a man who came to South Africa at a time when HIV and AIDS was Mm -hmm. a new pandemic and dropped everything, started Mm -hmm. a clinic, uh, mentored a lot of other young Mm -hmm. professionals as well. As I said, he could have gone into private practice, made lots of money and walked away. But every now and then it comes up. His compassion, he going Mm -hmm. into spaces where nobody wanted to go into, fighting for people who didn't have access to, to healthcare. That comes through Every single time.
1: Yeah. No, that's very true. I mean if you remember in nineteen ninety four, even prior to that, nineteen ninety two, when the negotiations were taking place, this is one of the leading lights of the African National Congress who was blessed with a brilliant, brilliant mind. I mean, if there's one thing I remember Mm, about Doctor Mini is that he Lord, but unassuming. He -hmm. would engage you. I was saying to some of my colleagues this morning, he would engage the ordinary cleaners at our offices, he would engage the minister, but with that level of respect, respecting you as the recipient of his words and listening to you. So even with that wealth of God-given intellect and ability to engage he decided, it was a conscious decision, um, to really go into the public sector. Mm-hmm. In 1994, he was one of those who co-chaired the National East Convention of South Africa. And it was a tall order for him, even at that moment, because here was the scourge that was really destroying ordinary people in the country and some doctors say like we don't understand we're just coming back from exile our families have been starving we just want to make sure that we get something for our families but he decided no I'm going to sit the cause and be a solution maker in this Challenge yeah. that we are faced with as a country. So See, he was remarkable.
0: So one of the things that the media doesn't do a lot is that we you know we don't we don't focus on stories that are sometimes very good. We we don't yeah. because they don't sell. <laughs> you know that, yeah, right? Certainly. Um but, but one of his really success stories for me, which which proves a lot uh when you have that debate around NHI which he was an advocate mm. for for instance, is how he managed to turn around the government employee medical uh, scheme. (laughs) Um, from being really in Tartars to making it not only have, wow. you know, be pro- it was it, it has reserves. One of the successes that this country Absolutely. has as a government institution. We don't talk about it, of course, because it's not yeah. a low-hanging fruit. But yeah. it just, for me, remarkable just how there are some shining lights. We, we We haven't celebrated it. We don't do it because it's not a popular story. But we are sitting here with a man who's led a scheme that is healthy as a government yeah. institution.
1: The second biggest, yeah. the second biggest medical scheme with not only the healthiest reserves mm-hmm. but if you look at the data that we collect as the regulator, it is got probably if nothing as the best run governance structure. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about the BOT understanding the board of trustees, understanding their mandate and making sure that they protect the member. Part of my responsibility as CMS is to educate Board of Trustees when they are appointed and they're what we call the principal officers, who then embark on ensuring that they execute the mandate on behalf of the BOTs for the member. (laughs) One of the biggest challenges that we are faced with is the equipping of those uh, people from BOTs to POs. And I remember in my first conversation with him, he said to me, Mrs. K., and that's the thing about Dr. Mimi. <laughs> mean, he was so respectful. Mm. I mean, he could be my granddad, but he <laughs> never called me by my first name, never, ever. And he said, Mrs. K, one of the most important things I need you to look at, really to look at, is how do we empower our board of trustees, our POs? Can we come up with an educational program that will help? And I said, Dr., I think we need to find a partner in that academic space that would partner with us and give the right kind of content. Obviously, as a regulator, we know exactly how we need to empower this, but we need a platform that would be credible to exactly um, um, implement that. And we partnered with Gibbs. You should have seen the excitement. This is not the man who was getting anything out of that. Mm-hmm. And I remember the opening at Gibbs when he first started. He talked exactly about his experience at James. Mm-hmm. He said one of the most difficult things about being a BOT is that if you go in there thinking all you are doing is to be rewarded for your monthly Mm. uh, allowances that you get as a board of trustee member, you have failed even before you start. But if you appreciate that part and parcel of what is important is to think about the ordinary member who look at you as a BLT member and say, am I genuinely getting what is deservingly to me? <laughs> and if you can remember that right at the inception as you start you would have started on a positive
0: note and you know what is interesting for me and why the story for me is very important is to signify a couple of things, the notion that um, we are so fraught in our leadership that it's not possible for us to succeed if we have good intentions, that's why I highlight this man, that's the first thing and he did did. Um, and secondly the fact that I find there was a lot of humility in also thinking about gems Now, Mm GEMS being the medical scheme for people who are government employees. public sector. Yes. Public, yeah, absolutely. The the humility he had come to in thinking whether, even if it's a success story, does it still have a place with the NHI? That, for me, was incredible because everybody wants to leave a legacy. Everybody Everybody wants to say, you know, that's my baby. I've made it and I've done it well. But for him to reflect and say, yes, we have done it. Perhaps it's a time for us to move to another phase and ask yourself those questions. That's remarkable.
1: I always say that in his beautiful demeanor, he was stubborn, (laughs) but he was stubborn in the belief that we can all do something remarkable Mm. and wonderful. And it doesn't mean Here's the trick. It doesn't mean that the commercial benefits that we gain out of it should be divorced Mm -hmm. from what we're supposed to be doing. No, Mm -hmm. you do it, but with the right intention and do it with an understanding that is not all about you. Yeah. Used to emphasize yeah. that, and maybe just one last personal story is that yeah. look. Please. I always say to people, he was a snazzy dresser. I mean, <laughs> the bow tie. Those <laughs> bow ties. I I I was proud to walk next to my hair person. I would. He would lit the room. He's one of those people, and he will ask you if you go to Parliament, Mrs. Kato, I look presentable? I'm like dog as usual. You know, you're representing oh. the brand. But he had the most beautiful, beautiful and. What I said yesterday that he invested in young talent, if there's one thing that I'm hearing over and over and I keep on emphasizing and echoing is that Doc really wanted to see the South African young talent really being invested into. He believes strongly that even for us, those he invested in, we should also invest in those who come after us.
0: Our condolences go out to yourself, to the entire fraternity, to his family particularly. We really have lost a giant and thank you so much for making the time to talk to us.
1: Thank you for doing your research and really giving us a full picture of who the chairperson was. Grace appreciate. Grace Casa, who's a general God
0: manager of stakeholder relations at the Council for Medical Schemes. It's two o'clock. Let's go to Utsilio Saku for the very latest in SABC News.